I have a title for this morning, it's Life to the Full. And it's, this is for Christians and for non-Christians, but I, are you enjoying life? Or are you miserable? Sometimes. Deal with it. Um, We all have our ups and downs. We all have moments of feeling high and, and low. But you know what? God gave us life to live it. God gave us life to make the best of it every day. And as I, I prayed it earlier, but I just, felt, I just felt God said, tell people I am always worthy of praise. Find the positive. Look for the good. Be an encourager, not a discourager. All of those things matter because they're part of the kingdom life. They're part of the reason. You know, when Jesus hung on the cross, he didn't say, oh, it's awful. He did this so we could have life to the full. And if we've been relieved on Jesus, we have life to the full, and we're saying, thank you, God. That's the response. Thank you for this life. Thank you. It isn't perfect yet, but thank you for what I have. Very important. In Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Any takers? Weary? Come on, Johnny, you're a bit young. (laughs) How old are you now? 20. 20. I got married at your age, and I've been married 42 years last Wednesday. Okay? and he's weary (laughs) but you know come to me all who are weary it doesn't matter what age you are what stage you are and I will give you rest John 6.35 Jesus says I am the bread of life he who comes to me will never go hungry and he who believes in me will never be thirsty John 10 verses 7 to 11 I tell you the truth Jesus said I am the gate for the sheep All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they, that you, may have life and have it to the full. Life to the full. Life to be lived you say, well, I would live life to the full if only this was sorted. I would live life to the full if only it wasn't like that. No. You've got one life. You're in it right now. And the situations you face are yours. But right now, you can make the best of it and live it the best you can to the glory of God. Life to the full. Very important. Some of you heard me say this. Uh, a few weeks ago, but I was watching a TV program uh, where a, a, a church leader from the West Indies came over to the middle of England to try and revive a church, and that was quite interesting. But he went onto a housing estate and started walking around the streets and gathering crowds, and he said, can you tell me what is your life for? What's its purpose? What's its meaning? And the terrifying thing was nobody, could have a, nobody had an answer the best they came up with was to reproduce. That's all they could think of. The only thing life is about is to reproduce. There is no meaning. There is no hope. There is no purpose. That frightened me. 
No wonder society's a mess. If that's, if that's our view, then let's just eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. That's it. Here's a day, gone tomorrow, who cares? The, pr- the problem with that, though, is that every one of us, somewhere deep down inside, knows there's something more. If you didn't know there was something more, you wouldn't be looking for it. If you didn't know there was something more, you wouldn't have that nagging thing as, there's more to life than this. There's more to life than this. Before I was full-time in ministry, the people I used to work with, when you peeled back the veneer of all the stuff they said about, oh, who cares, they'd all say, but there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And I could always say, yes, there is, and his name is Jesus. A life, a view of life that says I'm just a a high-order animal never satisfies. A view of life that says we're all just an accident of evolution brings no fulfillment to life. No meaning to our lives. If that's your view, you're just an accident of evolution, then all you've got to look forward to is death. Because we're all going to face it. Doesn't that sound hopeless? Doesn't that sound pointless? And yet we live in a world that says, and certainly in our Western world, it says, well, that's what it is. How sad. Because there is more. The Bible tells us in John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Right at the beginning, a few minutes ago, I read three things that Jesus said. Matthew 11, he says, If you're weary, if you're burdened, then you come to me and I'll give you rest. If you come to me, I will meet your need. I will satisfy your soul. That bit of unrest in there, you know, that dissatisfied feeling, you come to Jesus, he brings peace. Brings rest. In John 6, he said, I'm the bread of, the bread of life. He, he, he's liking in, in what he offers to bread and, and to, 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 to food. He brings satisfaction to our lives. He gives us meaning and purpose. He satisfies the human heart. I, something wonderful about being a Christian, more than I can describe or put into words, and it's this. I know who I am, I know whose I am, and I know why I am. Isn't that great? I know, I know whose I am, I'm, I'm God's. I know why I am. I, I'm, I'm made to, to, to live out a life to the full, to bring glory to God. That's what I'm made for. That's what Christians are made for. Is it worth celebrating? Is it worth rejoicing? Is it worth saying, hey, I'm a Christian. Praise God, I have a life eternal. It's wonderful. You're all a bit quiet this morning. Are there any Christians in the room? Do you have any hope at all? This is the truth, isn't it? There's a hymn that says, It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. It is enough. 
Jesus is the answer. Whatever the question, Jesus Christ is always the answer. That's true for the non-Christian. That's true for the world's political system. That is true for the Christian. Whatever your situation, Jesus is the answer. Not your friends, not even the local church you're a part of. Jesus is the only one who satisfies the human heart. If you're hungry, if you're thirsty, come to me. I will feed you. I will quench that thirst, that longing, that desire. And we go, oh, yes, please. People have been baptized today because they've stepped into that experience and found Jesus to be the satisfier of the human heart. Isn't that great? Isn't that something worth celebrating? You turn on the news and it's always negative. It's always people blowing people up. It's always bad this, car accidents, no hope. Occasionally you'll get a, a little good bit tagged up on the end of some charity worker doing a walk. My, my friend, Gary Chaundis, the Salvation Army officer at Eston. And so he's decided to raise some money so he's doing a cycle ride right across north of England from one side, from Sunderland, all the way across. He must be mad. I mean, why would you do that? He's fitter than me. He's been practicing. I saw a thing yesterday. He said he'd, he'd cycled 14 miles and then he was going to run up to the top of Rosebury Topping. Straight after it. Is that life to the full? I, I don't know, really. It sounds like pain. But I tell you what about my friend Gary. He loves Jesus with a passion. Week yesterday I was, I was doing their Holy, Alpha Holy Spirit Day. And there's 15 people there encountering God and enjoying his presence and finding that whatever your educational status, whatever your high, low, it doesn't really matter. You can be really bright or you can know nothing at all. Jesus still is the one who satisfies the human heart. Only him. Only him. Do you ever get hungry? Perhaps I shouldn't talk about food. I'm not the best example. I get hungry. I like cake. I like to eat it to the glory of God, but you've got to be a bit careful. You, you know, when, when, when in our last church at Brickell, for, for years, we, we did cafe in the park every summer, and we, every after, Sunday afternoon, we, we, we ran this cafe, and, and they sold cakes for like 20p. And you could go and just eat cake and drink coffee and witness to others and drink, eat cake and drink coffee. It was glorious. Don't think they do that anymore. Ah, oh, well. To have hunger satisfied is an amazing thing. I think it's even more amazing when you're really, really thirsty. I've never been really, really thirsty. Not, not like people who have been in the desert for a long time. But to have that quench satisfied when you're really, really thirsty... Even water tastes like nectar when you're really, really thirsty. Jesus says, come to me and I will feed you on the richest of fare. 
and I will quench your thirst with the best water you could ever have because I'm the bread of life. I'm the water of life. I will satisfy your soul. This is picture language, but it's very real and it's wonderful. I wonder how many of you, there's loads of people here who, who became Christians through Alpha. Put your hands up if you became Christians through Alpha. Praise God, there's more too. Do you remember before you became a Christian? Do you, do you remember? I bet you were a bit different. <laughs> yes, some more different than others, perhaps. But, but, right. but am I just talking, or, or, or am I telling the truth that, that what you've discovered has satisfied you on the inside like nothing else? This isn't just words. This isn't just a preach. This is that which Jesus brings that satisfies you on the inside and nothing else, no one else can ever do that. And then Jesus says in John 10, I've come to give you life to the full. A life of satisfaction, a life of purpose, a life of meaning, a life of meaning. Wow. I, I, was, I was talking to Paul Winston yesterday over a cup of coffee. Thank you. And I was just saying, I love Jubilee. I, I love Teesside. It's, it's got under my skin. I, I didn't know. Three years ago, I had no idea I was coming here. No idea. If somebody told me, I'd have laughed. But Jesus brought Gene and I here for a real purpose. And it's not just that we have a nice church and a growing church. That's great. But he wants us to be a church that takes the good news of Jesus to the whole of Teesside, working along with other churches. You see, he's got under my skin. And I'm finding I've got other friends, leaders of other churches. And they've discovered that Teesside's got under their skin too. And so we're becoming real friends together on mission. And that's wonderful. That only Jesus can get, you know, do I have a, a sense of purpose in my life? Absolutely. It's scary. The implications of the promises of God are scary. But the thing is this, every one of you who are part of Jubilee, every one of you who are born again, he says, come on, you are part of this adventure. You are part of this purpose. We are here together to see Teesside transformed. Anybody here? Go, oh, that sounds like hard work. Probably. But I tell you, nothing else will satisfy because we're called to this purpose. We're called to be kingdom bringers to a lost and dying world. Maybe just your next door neighbor, it may be somebody in the street, it may be maybe your school, it may be your workplace. But we're here to bring the kingdom of God wherever we are, the blessing of Jesus wherever we are, and tell people you alone can know your, your, your inner self satisfied with a Savior who is wonderful and magnificent and incredible. His name's Jesus. You know, sometimes people come to me and say, well, I wish this, I wish that, nobody cares for me, nobody loves me. And I'll say, look... It doesn't matter how much I try. I've said this before. I know I'll let you do it down and I know I will fail you, but I promise you there's one who will never let you down, who will never fail you. His name is Jesus. He's the one 
we build the church on. He's the one we're established on. He's the one that keeps us going. He's the one. It's glorious. Life to the full. Jesus opens the door, you see, for us to have a real relationship with God. To know God's love, to know his care, to know him personally, to know him intimately. To know God as our Father. And not a father afar off, but a father who knows how to hug. Can I hug you a moment? Sorry, this is embarrassing. Do you want me to go hug? Well, you can stay there. No, 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 no. You know what? There's, there's a difference between hello, father, or a father who says, come here, son, and hug. Well, you're a star. God loves us like that. God so loved you, you and you, like that, that he sent his own son to die, to open a door that we could have a relationship with him and no such love forever. Isn't that life to the full? Isn't it good to know that he who made it all wants to hold me, he loves me, he cares for me, he satisfies me, everything I need's in him? That's the gospel. That's what we celebrate today. That's what we were made for. That's what life's all about. Jesus gives us this new life. That's what we celebrate this Easter time. The Son of God was crucified on a cross. The death he suffered was cruel and protracted. His blood was poured out on the sandy ground as he hung there for hours. He did that for you and he did that for me. During the time on the cross, he took upon himself everything in my life, everything in your life that would prevent us from knowing God as our Father. Everything that would prevent us from receiving and enjoying the love of God forever. Jesus took it. The shame, the sin, the Bible calls it. You know all that stuff you're ashamed of? Anybody ashamed of anything? You know that stuff you think, oh, I don't want to remember. That shame, he took it. That guilt, he took it. That sin, he took it. That self-centeredness, he took it. That unkindness, he took it. The Bible says, in fact, he became sin for us. All your sin. All my sin. All the sin of humanity, past, present and future was poured upon this sinless Son of God as he hung on a cross. And he took it all for us. He died in our place that we could have life. But there's more. On the third day, and that's what we celebrate on Easter Sunday, on the third day, so day one, Friday, day two in the tomb, day three, Sunday morning, he rose from the dead. He defeated death itself. Isn't that amazing? Do you fear death? I don't fear death, but I, I don't fancy the process much. People are doing everything to avoid death. Jesus defeated death. So now, not only are we made right with God because he's taken our sin and shame away, we're given new life. 
We're given brand new life. We step into eternal life with God forever. It's purpose. It has purpose and it meaning and it goes beyond the grave. Yesterday, a dear friend of ours, Jean and I, called Paula, died of cancer. She's probably in her early 50s. Christian lady. The day before, Jean had managed to send a, a message through an email via somebody else to the hospice and basically said to her, just some nice things, really. God's blessing on her, said she loved her, and just said, and I will meet you again. And a message came back from Paula. I'm not frightened. I'm totally at peace. And I know where I'm going. That's what Easter's all about. That's what Easter's all about. The Bible says this, if only in this life we have hope, we are of all people most miserable. If our hope is only for today, then tomorrow you die and what? No, no, Jesus defeated death itself that we could have a confidence that goes beyond the grave. Yes, we have peace right now. We have joy right now. We are free right now. We get a hug from dad right now. We live and walk with God right now. But you know what? Death is even better and we step into an eternity with God forever, a a life of meaning and purpose and hope. I tell you this, there is hope for this world. And it all comes through Jesus Christ. Simon read from Romans 6 earlier, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Every Christian lives an eternal life, and it begins today. We're alive. We're alive for Him. And you know what? We will suffer. We will go through this body dying. We will go through things, but there is hope beyond the grave. That's what we live for. That's my life. That's what I... I, I've done enough funerals over the years and I tell you this, to do a funeral of a person who is not a Christian and has no hope is just the most tragic, tragic thing. But to do a funeral of a person who has hope in Jesus Christ and is living for eternity becomes an experience of victory. It's it's a moment, the Salvation Army calls it, they've been promoted to glory. And so we celebrate it. Yes, we weep. Yes, we cry. But you know what? We don't weep like other people because one day we will meet again. That's the gospel. That's the hope. That's what's offered. So today I offer you this. I offer you Jesus. He's the satisfier of our soul. He's the forgiver of our sin. And he's the means of eternal life to the whole world. Can't unpack it anymore right now, but what I'd say to you is this. If you want to know more about Jesus, come on the Alpha Course, because the Alpha Course is all about him. The leaflets are over there on the table. Sign up, let us know. On your notice sheet, there's a 
a response part, tear that off, fill in, tell us you want to come on the Alpha course, give us your name and address, we will follow you up. That would be wonderful. Or if you prefer, just come and have a chat at the end of the meeting. I wonder if the worship band would come back, please. I'm going to pray for us. Then I'm going to worship, take up our offering, and then we might even have a biscuit. I think the cake's gone. Right. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I give you praise. You are our magnificent Saviour. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the one we celebrate today and we are unapologetic. We lift up your name. We declare you to be the Son of God, the Saviour of the world, the only hope. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray as I've talked today, may your word burn in our hearts. May the truth continue to set your people free. And anyone who doesn't know you, I pray you will burn this truth in their heart, that they will seek you and find you and come into this experience themselves. Rest upon us. And Lord, where we're focused in the wrong place, where we're not living this life to the full, help us, give us grace to turn around and to live for you, I pray, in these days. Reorder our priorities, Lord, would you? Help us reorder our priorities. We're here for you. We're here for your kingdom's sake. We're here for Teesside's sake. Be glorified and be glorified through us. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship. Let's take up.